I'm Sydney. And I'm Julie. And this is Restaurant and Retail Revelations. Welcome to episode 37 of Restaurant and Retail Revelations, a podcast spotlighting movers and shakers in the restaurant and retail industries. This podcast is made possible by Revel Systems, provider of the leading cloud-native point-of-sale platform on the market. Before we get started with today's guest, I want to provide our listeners with just a little bit of background, as the person we're talking with today has a really inspiring story. That's right. And today's guest is Manny Busan, a small business owner based in Dallas, Texas. And Manny was actually nominated for a podcast feature by his son, Harry. And while he's living the dream and challenges of entrepreneurship today, that hasn't always been the case. In fact, if we start at the beginning of his career, Manny is actually originally from India, and he migrated to the United States in the 1970s. At that time, the restaurant industry was an accessible one for someone brand new to the country. So that's where he started working after he finished grad school. Yeah, and I don't know if he expected a career in restaurant operations to continue for more than 40 years, but in Manny's case, that's exactly what happened. And after working hard and working his way into leadership roles for large chains like Taco Bell, he finally decided to pursue the opportunity to open a restaurant of his own. In fact, Manny opened Taco Ocho in Dallas, Texas, endeavoring to offer delicious, fresh, and healthy food options to the people in his community. So if you're wondering how an Indian immigrant ended up with a taco restaurant concept, um, you know, you might assume that his time at Taco Bell influenced this decision, but Manny's actual inspiration was the Mexican heritage of his wife. Yeah, it's so cool. And Manny's love story went beyond his marriage and extended to an entire culture. This is super evident in Taco Ocho's tagline, it's Latin love. And central to the brand's origin was his admiration for all things Latin, going further than Mexico even, and incorporating flavors from countries like Puerto Rico, Peru, and beyond. So today the brand operates four stores with further expansion on the table. And I'd love to get into even more details from Manny himself. So a quick warning for our listeners, Manny is calling in from one of his restaurant locations, and this may impact his audio. Manny, welcome to Restaurant and Retail Revelations. We are so looking forward to learning more about what makes Taco Ocho a favorite amongst taco lovers in Texas. So uh, to kick things off, I'd love to start by getting to know you a little bit better And I did a bit of reading prior to this episode and know that you are an Indian immigrant who came to the U.S. in the 70s. And I'm curious what inspired you to begin a career in the food industry. So when I came here, I was an account executive for an ad agency. So I was going to school. And for me to get into advertising in a different country was not very easy. So the easiest thing for me to find was a job at a restaurant while I was going to school. Then I said, okay, that's how everything started. And then... I actually began running a store and then I was very successful and then I became a district manager and then so on. That's how I stayed in the business. That's fantastic. Uh, what a, It's an inspiring story to, you know, start uh, and have to completely shift careers like that. And oh, yeah. I understand that you eventually opened your first Taco Ocho location in 2011 in Richardson, Texas. 
And I know you've since grown the concept to four locations now, which is very cool. Can you tell us a bit more about Taco Ocho and just what makes your Latin inspired cuisine unique? Okay, so I work for large companies and I've seen what we have all done to the food. It's totally processed and the tastes are very similar. So I want to create something different, which offered a lot of vegan vegetarian choices, offer different flavors from different Latin American countries. So being married to a Mexican woman, I could actually travel and meet a lot of people and learn a lot of recipes which are not normally available in most restaurants in the US. So I wanted to create a menu which can't be duplicated very easily. Otherwise in Texas, you'll see taco shops in every street corner and they come and go. For you to survive, you have to differentiate yourself. That's why I wanted to create something with totally different flavors so that way it can stick around. So I'm curious, is there a bit of Indian fusion as well? I, I heard you mention vegetarian and vegan options, which can be a departure from some um, Latin inspired cuisines and mm -hmm. Mexican and Indian food are two of my absolute favorites. So I, you know, I'm just curious, like, do any flavor mm -hmm. profiles from your home country work their way into what you offer? Yes and no. I mean, I, all the ingredients I use are Mexican ingredients. All the spices I use are Mexican spices. The only thing, which is probably you can probably call it, I use turmeric in one thing, but they use turmeric in Peru as well. I wanted to bring vegetarian choices and vegan choices to people. So basically I experimented with the Mexican ingredients and how could I create something which can't be copied very easily? So that's how we created like, a very specific menu, for example, for vegan people on brunch menu, there's a, a thing called Revolta Vegano, and it's got a sauce made with the uh, guajillo chilies and coconut milk. Okay, coconut milk is not very often used except in Colombia, so I can get away by still calling it Latin and not saying it's Thai or whatever. <laughs> I love that. Next time in Texas, I'm definitely going to have to give your food a try and uh, you know, it well, sounds like you're, you're experimenting with some really cool recipes there. Um, you know, based on some reading that I did in advance of this call, I know that you've got more than 40 years of collective experience in the restaurant industry. And I know that you've also worked for chains as large as Taco Bell before going out on your own. And I'm just curious to know, what's the biggest takeaway that you'd like to share with our listeners in terms of what it takes to run a successful restaurant, big or small? No, running the big... Running a big chain was easy. I had up to 1,800 restaurants, but you had directors, district managers, and everybody. Running four stores is pretty challenging for me. The fact that you create the menu, you're the guy who has the, like, the district manager to ensure that the operations uh, meet your, your standards. And, and then you have to hire people, you have to get everything done because you, in a small, as a small business, you can't afford to have several people working for you. And now, especially after COVID, it's been very challenging. Before COVID, we're growing business almost 24% over last year. But after COVID, everything changed. You can't find employees. The ingredients are so expensive right now. It's been very challenging. Yeah, those are certainly unique circumstances. And um, I, I think just good things to keep in mind for anyone that is potentially considering uh, becoming a restaurateur or an operator. So thanks for sharing that. 
And I want to take a step back. You you gave us a, a lot of great insights on Taco Ocho's menu. Um, and obviously there's there's a lot of options for tacos in Texas. I can only assume. Sydney and I are based here in Atlanta. Um, and you also mentioned a lot of your menu is based on the roots of, of your wife, who is a Mexican immigrant as well. So um, is there anything that you maybe didn't touch on that makes your menu unique? And then also, we'd love to hear your favorite uh, item on the menu, too. Oh, okay. So what makes it unique is it's got food from different Latin American countries. They're probably not offered in those countries in a form of taco, but I have taken their flavors and put them in a taco or a torta. Okay, for example, in uh, Peru, they make a dish called loma soltado with steak, potatoes, and so on. And they serve it on a plate with rice. We took the ingredients and put them on a torta bread and serve it as a sandwich without putting the rice. But it tastes just like a loma soltado, okay? And then in Colombia, they make a thing called coconut, you know, just in the coastal areas they make the coconut chicken. And then we took the coconut chicken, we made it, uh, made slight changes to make sure it meets the American palate, and then we serve it in a taco, okay? In uh, Ecuador, uh, they make a, a thing called carne colorado. So we took that, and then we kind of adapted a little bit, and then put a slaw on it, and made a taco out of it. So that, so we basically, anything we did, still has Latin origins, but we tweaked it a little bit uh, to make sure it is acceptable American audience. So that way we, at any given time, as the name says Taco Ocho, we have uh, flavors from eight different Latin countries. Ah, that makes sense. The Ocho part is coming through now for me. Um, that's, that's a really cool way to inspire a, me a menu and keep things fresh and um, you know, rumor has it that if you visit a Taco Ocho location, customers might actually see you working in the restaurants, especially at the Flower Mound location, which is near your home. And yes. our listeners won't know this, but you're in a restaurant right now. So, um, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm sure you have a great team around you that helps. Yeah, I go to restaurants every day. So it's actually fun. Uh, I get my energy by talking to my customers. And that way, you don't have to do taste panel studies. Customers will tell you what you need to fix. Yeah, no, absolutely. So would you say that it's that customer engagement that inspires you to stay involved um, in that really hands-on and physically present way? Totally. So I, mean, I learned when I worked for a large company before, they spent millions of dollars and launched a product called, you know, which is specifically made for people to lose weight. In, the, in all the testing, it showed very, very successful. When we actually launched the product, it was a major failure. So even though I look at the stats on taste panel studies and whatever, I go by my gut feeling talking to the customers. That's how every product I launched was successful, except for one where I did not talk to the customers. I launched it and I'm going to pull it in February. You got to talk to the consumer. That makes a lot of sense. And I think that's great advice. And you spoke to some of the challenges that you're still experiencing in this kind of post-pandemic world. And it's it, one of the challenges, but also benefits is online ordering and delivery still reign as really popular options for a lot of customers. I'm curious how Taco Ocho adapts and meets the demands of this on-the-go consumer that's really emerged um, as a result of the pandemic. So. I was actually one step ahead of this. Before the pandemic, I wrote a strat plan for myself. 
and we wanted to get 31% in digital sales. And I was reading in restaurant news that Panera had 31% in, in online and digital sales. I said, if they can do it, why can't I? So I, I started uh, using the online with a company called Chano. It's a very well-run company. And then actually implemented DoorDash way before the pandemic. So once the pandemic came, we were already prepared. We had, we had done extensive advertising about our online ordering system and so on. So it did not hurt our stores as much as some of the concepts who are not ready actually had a lot of problems when they closed the stores. So during the time of pandemic, 70% of our sales came from to-go orders. Okay, before that, 70% was dining, 30 to go. It completely flip-flopped. But what is funny is even though the pandemic is over, my to-go sales are still 48 to 50%. That's crazy, but that trend seems to have stuck. Yeah, it's fascinating the appetite that has lingered for that flexibility in dining options. And it's really excellent for your team and for your brand that you are ahead of the curve there. Um, you know, I've loved getting to know more about Taco Ocho today. And I'm, I just feel like this is a brand on the move. It's one to watch. So I'm curious to ask if there are any exciting milestones, growth plans, or in-store events coming in the near future that you'd like to share with our listeners. Well, the in-store events, I'm actually planning to do a very, very uh, awesome Valentine promotion, okay? So uh, we'll really deck the place and actually, you know, give, uh, let's say if somebody brings this day, she will get a, a strawberry margarita or a red wine uh, on the house. And then uh, we're going to give her flowers. And then we're going to bring mariachi in the stores and actually do a fantastic uh, Valentine promotion. That sounds really fun. I, I love a good Valentine's Day promotion. Um, Manny, we sincerely really appreciated just getting to spend some time with you on the podcast today. And thanks for sharing just all the great things that make Taco Ocho such a great option for anyone craving some Latin inspired food if you're in Texas. So we really appreciate your time. Hey, thanks a lot. Okay. Have a wonderful day. I think it is so cool and rare that Manny continues to work alongside his employees at the very concept he founded. I agree. You can truly see his love for the customer shining through and the fact that he enjoys engaging with them in person at his different restaurant locations. Beyond his love of customer engagement, I'm inspired by his story of perseverance, and my appetite has certainly been piqued by that incredible Taco Ocho menu. I know. It would certainly be a tricky decision choosing between the fresh tacos and tortas. So good. And while I could talk about food items with you probably endlessly. I do believe we've reached the end of today's episode. So to all of our listeners, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. We are so grateful for your time and attention. And I believe thanks is also in order for Manny, who so graciously carved out time to share his story with us. Whether you're a first-time listener or coming back for extra helpings, make sure you like and subscribe to Restaurant and Retail Revelations on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcasts so that you never miss new content. We'll be back soon with even more revelations. Mm -hmm.